Initialize sequence. Yo, what up? This is Prozac. This is Shaq's too dope from Insane Cloud Posse. Yeah, this is Reese. Yo, this be the one them called Tech Nine. What's up? This is Mad Child. This is your boy Spider Man, aka Brother Lynch. Huh? Jared from Head PE. Yo, what up? This is Hop. My name is Recognized. This is Boondock. Yo, this Blaze, you dare homie. Welcome to the Underground, Australia's home of underground music. Here we go, we are jumping into the first revamped edition of The Underground. We are amped up. It is Ned, joined by Amin Azor. <laughs> the Trim, how are you, Amin? Man, it's good to be back. Down the phone, because obviously there is about 300 kilometers separating us, but hey, always got time to jump on board The Underground, because I don't get up at 4 p.m. <laughs> Even though you do actually work legitimate nights, and Amin that does work a sort of... Fiction night is JL Herbert. <laughs> Herbs, how are you, man? You're feeling very good, tired. Man. Yeah, long, long night dealing with uh, drunken. <laughs> so I can tell you that. There he goes. Oh, He's dude, already dropped his work, first man. swear word. Boom! <laughs> I love the fact that anyone that may have listened to our old wrestling podcast back in the day, we were going to do it. We were going to have a family-friendly sort of one, you know, clean, so we could pop it on iTunes. But then, literally seven minutes in, Jay decides to swear. So he's broken the previous record, and we're gonna have to mark this as explicit again. Yeah, well, there you go. It is JLH. Maybe I'll throw a throw a bit of a beep in there. But the idea of this one, guys, and and this is what it's planning to do. We did have an awesome wrestling podcast, but we do have the music one happening as well. So basically, what we're gonna do is combine both worlds here, try to catch up a little bit more regularly. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you know. Herb's very busy man, Nim, so I can no doubt see it's going to be you and I more regularly who have a lot less on in our schedules. Yeah, those episodes will get more listeners too, I can guarantee. Well, you know, Jade does have a very hectic life of uh, watching the entire Halloween series because we do have a new release coming up and... Gotta get up to speed! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's funny. I was doing some Facebook posts yesterday, just queuing some up in advance, going, man, there's going to be a lot on that new Halloween over the next few months because it's going to be all sorts of crazy. And I know Herb's... Well, man, you're going to be all sorts of hype for that, aren't you? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm extremely amped for that. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm actually very much looking forward to that too because like the the thing that's really getting me, I love how Jamie Lee Curtis is back too. Oh yeah, most yeah. definitely, man. They're throwing back to the, that sort of old school cast like from way back when. We'll, we'll get more into that at, on another time because Herb's Hell is like, yeah. I need my to really dance too early. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that kid with my latte? <laughs> <laughs> I, I am sorry, Herb. But I, what I did want to talk about, guys is the Astronomicon, which I went to a little bit earlier on in the year. And not so much the events and everything that went down, but the fact that, you know, I lead a bit of a busy schedule and Herb's not so much. Is that fair to say not so much or or not really? I was actually hoping you were going to be talking about the trip, not Herb's dropping the ball. No, no, not dropping the ball. No, that's exactly what happened. Let's have a look, see what uh, what goes on, because obviously, Nettie, you're a father, you're a full-time employee, you do a lot of work, um, you volunteer your time to help out the kids' basketball and hoops, things like that, you know, so when you do get a little break to, like you said, go to Astronomicon, which you did earlier in the year, which was, in case you don't know, it's a brand new comic convention that uh, the guys at Twisted and Magic Ninja went and put on, because obviously, you do have your big conventions, but they're normally spread out, I, I know for a fact that like there's a lot of retro conventions like gaming ones, comic ones, but they're normally in areas that aren't, you know, like your Texas's, your Houston's and stuff like that. And America's a pretty big place. So uh, you took the opportunity to go check it out and you sort of figured, hey, I could take maybe 
two-week break from a hectic life. <laughs> Go overseas with, uh, with my wife, which I haven't done full stop in a long, long time. Let's pass it over to my good buddy who maybe has a bit of a relaxed schedule compared to most of us hectic peeps out there. But, well, uh, I, I wouldn't what? say, like, saying it's relaxed as Herbs is a very busy man. He is an elite athlete, man, trying to get... <laughs> get ready for his Taylor's Lake football club. But yeah, basically what you're saying is right there. I've got two things going on outside of that too, Nim. Hmm, Obviously definitely. the underground and the other one is Magic Ninja Australia. Yeah. And I reached out to two people to help me out during this time. A complete stranger, Sky Hayes, who I've just met over the internet to help me out with Magic Ninja Australia. I said, dude, I'm out for a couple of weeks. I'm not sure how much I'm going to be able to do, especially when I'm on the, on the plane and whatnot. Can you help? And he's like, hell yeah, man. I'm all over that. And he kept it up to speed. He's still going to this day. He's doing a great job. And the other person was my lifelong friend of 30 plus years. I begged him. I said, Godfather to your son, too. Godfather to my son. I said, JSL Herbert, I don't care, man, if you just do one Facebook post a day. Can you please do it? Because, you know, there's like 490,000 people following this page. You can't just hand it out willy nilly, Nim. Of course, man. You've got to get the big guns in there. Yeah, so. I pass it over to JLH. By the time the jet lag and whatnot <laughs> not sunk off, I jumped on Facebook the first time in about five or six days. Have a guess what happened, man. I'm going to guess was the the high standard that you have of the social media pages. I'm guessing it was a it was continued, was it? Yeah, it definitely was on the Magic Ninja Australia side of things. Thank you, Sky Hayes, so much, man. It it really did step up the underground. <laughs> Not so much. So, but you, you might say that Jay could argue. Well, I was keeping it underground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he, he's got cut. I'll tell you this though, Jay. In all seriousness, though, man, like it's all good because we have moved on from this. I just thought I'd bring it up because it was a, a little bit of a funny story. But Herbs is leaving the busy lifestyle now of returning to the Taylor's Lake Football Club. Herb, what was the injury? Last year, I tore my uh, left calf muscle twice. He, he tore his left calf muscle twice, so he is rehabilitating, man. He's rebuilding the machine. He is. He's like Brock Lesnar over here, man. He's yeah. like, boom, <laughs> he's ready to go. He's hyped up. But he's got himself a new hobby, man. What's that? Uh, I, I have what? What's this new hobby? I blame the lack of underground posts on Married at First Sight. Oh, yes, that's right. So here's the thing, right? I used to host a rather mid to successful breakfast show across regional Victoria and uh, so I had to be all over this married at first sight and you know, my kitchen rules and stuff like that especially trash TV and when I say trash TV if you enjoy it that's fine but it's it's sort of it's not like your dramas and stuff like that it's reality TV it's just put out for the masses which is something that makes a lot of money and gets a lot of ratings so I was all over previous sites but Married at First Sight has just exploded. It is huge these days, so much so that I'm so out of the loop that when I see things like, to hell with NASA, I'm like, who the hell is this NASA bloke? But Jay, you are all over this. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> see, even the, so what is the go there, Herb? You've got plenty of time to keep up to date with Married at First Sight, but you can't post one underground post a day. <clears throat> Jay, do you have, uh, do you, have you been taking part at like, you know, the, the Facebook page? Because I know that you're an avid follower of uh, getting your opinion out there on the, on the social media, whether it be uh, the people at Sunrise asking, do you put chips under or next to the park? <laughs> uh, all the big topics at hand. So are you jumping on board the Married at First Sight page and having your opinion sort of said? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, oh, I find that hard to believe, Jay. 
There's no, like, secret account. No Herbert L. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that would be too plainly obvious. <laughs> oh, that is very funny. Herbert L. Jason. Because <laughs> I know that there's a little... There's, like, a little... Uh, you know how a lot of people have these shows like Talking Thrones and stuff like that where they wrap up... Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. There's this thing called Talking Married where oh like a God. bunch of people get on board and they sort of like, you know, oh, and uh, Herbert in, <laughs> you know, such and such will, uh, says that NASA is this. You're an idiot, NASA! Actually, you're getting really amongst married at first sight. Man, when you first said NASA, I thought you were talking about something to do with space. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I'm up to date on it, man. Like, I've got... Oh. Jay, you were not thinking NASA. In fact, you didn't even know that NASA had a space program. You're oh, yeah, because I'm that simple. I exactly what he's on about. <laughs> it's too funny, man. But didn't you have an idea for a new TV show there, Nim? I was just going to throw to that real quick. Which one did I have? Did it involve Jay? Yes. Oh, no, I hope was, not. Was that the was that married and divorced at first time? <laughs> <laughs> in other words, it's called Dumbass. Basically, what happens in my idea for a show is you'd have, uh, say, Jay and, well, I don't know, we'll say Astley, for for example. They'd, they'd, like, meet up. He'd be standing at the altar. Oh, I'm sweating. Oh, I'm sweating. Volunteer. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she comes man. along and she's like, oh, I don't really know this. Uh, yeah. You guys get married and then you remain blissfully together with throughout the unhappy tenure of your coupledom and then, and then don't get divorced. We can call it married at first sight, divorced at last. That's like, reminds you of his actual, his actual wedding. <laughs> yeah, uh, can we not go down that path? I just uh, want to, can I tell this? No. Just a story? No. Nope. No. He's, he's, he's called it. It's a big red X. <laughs> it's a red X. I was, oh. He's doing the DX sign at me now, man. That's not cool. No, that's just a normal everyday X. Don't go there. Okay. This is one of, this is one of those. The DX one's above the head. Oh, my. Is, thank, thank you for clarifying that for me, Jay, <laughs> just for those listening at home. Well, I kind of figured I had to a little bit. I'm glad that you can clarify what sort of X you're doing. You, you can't make a Facebook post every day or so. But anyway, <laughs> that's all good. But, um, I hate one you. Thing, one thing that we do need to point out. Like, just very quickly, too, on the topic of uh, your reality TV, because even though you are a pretty hardcore, you're a, you're a pretty big metalhead, you know, Opeth couldn't get a can of coffee or a can of Coke without you not knowing about it. But that's one sphere of your life. And the other sphere is avid, like, reality TV show buff. Because I know that you you get amongst the, the My Kitchen Rules and stuff, too, Jay. I do, I do get amongst the My, uh, my Kitchen Rules. He's perked and, up a little bit. I do. I get amongst that quite a lot. But this is the thing that you think. I mean, you see Jay, you'll see him, you know, maybe walking down to the post office to pay a few of those gimmicks in the mail that they call bills. <laughs> and, you don't, and you sort of think, oh, geez, this guy, uh, he looks a bit harsh. He looks a bit, this sort of looks like the guy that would, you know, go to a tree at night take a bat out of it, bite its neck off, and then, you know, sacrifice into the Dark Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that did happen. But we do need to remember that underneath all the mega death loving and, and the big metalhead, there is a, a golden heart that enjoys nothing more than a Tuesday night than watching Manu and Pete go around to some stranger's house to enjoy a, a, a three-course meal. That's exactly right, man. I think that 
it's basically don't judge a book by its cover, right, Jay? Yeah, that's exactly it. If you want to support Married at First Sight and go. listen to Megadeth, you can do so, my friend. Dig what you dig. Don't take any other fool's madness. You know what? You never know. There could be like a subculture of, you know, like a Married at First Sight slash underground sort of online community. I mean, we've often found, Nettie, I mean, you and I, we became pretty close friends when we sort of realised that, like, legitimately, we were pretty much the same person. We were just living a couple of hours down the road. I mean, uh, parallel sort of life. So maybe there's an entire subset of the population that, you know, there is a guy out there in, say, Toowoomba in Queensland that's wearing a Wednesday the 13th T-shirt on the Sunrise Facebook page. He's like, you're an idiot! So you know, there could be a lot more of them out there. Well, I don't really doubt that at all. Limited to H-Town. You're way off topic. That, 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 that is so funny because that is one of the reasons I, I got this podcast together and I wanted to talk about that. It's great that you bring that up, Nims, because I jumped right into it. I didn't even say we have Howard Jones from Light the Torch Up very shortly as well. I forgot to mention that. But that's the best thing. You could not find three more... Individual people, diverse people, yet still the same person at the same time is what I'm trying to say. It's it's too early! (laughs) (laughs) But man, that's a pretty cool interview. I do stress, go to theundergroundaustralia.com.au and check out some of the past interviews. So you've got to explore the sections a little bit. I know, uh, broaden the horizon just a little bit because there's some very cool interviews there, not just in the hip-hop world, but also in the metal world as well. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely, man. And I think that's a nice little segue to to talk about interviews. You're talking about it, man. We want to talk a little bit of wrestling as well in this one because that is what we dig very much so. You like yourself some wrestling, don't you, Herbs? Except for all of this this new age modern girls headlining. What's going on? Okay, we're going to discuss this off air. Uh, I completely just... I do not have anything against it. Period. All right. See, because I remember you were very against it at the start. What are they doing out of the kitchen? No, that was your interpretation because you're a 1950 sexist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All your negatives you put back on me. I don't know why. Man up. Grow a set and own it. Oh, you should have seen that, man. The coffee's wearing off again. (laughs) He has just dropped a massive pipe bomb there, has our boy (laughs) JLH. Obviously, I mean, well, this is the thing. We need to point out that we we do like to joke about that Jay is, you know, a bit of an old school sexist. But if there's anyone that loves the opposite sex more, it is JLH. Because let's face it, not only does the man still have a wife, he's also got a girlfriend as well. (laughs) If there is someone that doesn't love... Names. Names. (laughs) Cut. He can't see you cutting, Jay. Cut. (laughs) Yeah, let's leave my private life out of this. How about we talk about wrestling is what we want to talk about right now. I'm going to jump into it. And before we got on to Herbs being... And Herbs really isn't. That's just part of our little joke. We like to write him up a little bit. But... A bit? A bit, you idiot! (laughs) Try a lot. You can tell. He he, he goes from zero to 100 in about 10.8 seconds. But anyway... (laughs) Yeah, he's basically That's pretty slow, isn't it? (laughs) That's exactly what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I'm uh, <laughs> too funny. No, no, no. But guys, big wrestling fans, I want to know because I don't know too much about this. I was asked yesterday. I ha- I'm not really up to date. Elimination Chamber for me is tonight. I've seen the first match. Mm-hmm. What is this rumor going around about, or is it more than a rumor now, about 
WWE heading to Australia in October at the MCG. Is this right? Is there any more being confirmed on that? Well, here's the thing, right? There has been reports that the WWE are looking to expand, do a couple of stadium shows overseas. Now, this was a rumour that was reported, actually, by uh, uh, one of the shows that I work for in my new, in my new role. It was just a, literally a throwaway sort of gag. Not a throwaway gag, it was just one of those like, oh, by the way, there is some interest in having Global Warning 2, which was the original WWE Australia tour, which had 52,000 people at the now Etihad Stadium. Just, just uh, almost on the, the same place where I went and saw Ed Sheeran last night. So there was a report that said that the WWE is set for a show at the MCG, which is the Melbourne Cricket Ground, the host of the Australian Grand Final. And this and place holds like 100,000 yeah, people. Yeah, about 100,000 people. Exactly, and Visit Victoria, which is the tourism body, are being said as the people to really sort of push this. Now, it's all just been rumour and innuendo and speculation for the time being, because, like, personally, I'm not, not to get too inside baseball, when the WWE first came down and they sold out Etihad Stadium, it was because we hadn't... That was the first time the WWE had ever come down. It was headlined by The Rock, Brock Lesnar and Triple H. It was at the peak of, like, the ruthless aggression era, so obviously a lot of people would have gone. Whereas now, wrestling's not, like, this... It's still big. Don't get me wrong, people, it's still big. To try and double that event, it's pretty ballsy. Now, in the past week, on Monday Night Raw, before Monday Night Raw, they announced that there was going to be a stadium show in Saudi Arabia. Now, Jay, because I know you're king of geography, Saudi Arabia obviously is... It's in the United Arab Emirates for a start. Exactly, there you go, Jay. United Arab Emirates. So, clearly, they're going to be holding the event, which is called the Greatest Royal Rumble. Is that like a 50-man Royal Rumble or something? You're all over it like white on rice, JLH. Fantastic stuff, my friend, because the greatest Royal Rumble, yeah, it is going to be 50, 50 men in the ring at an arena that I'm pretty sure holds about 60,000 people. They made the official announcement on Raw, but the part that they didn't, that everyone sort of glossed over, because Michael Cole sort of tossed this part in, is just like, we're going to be having the greatest Royal Rumble, it's going to be in Saudi Arabia, it's going to be blah, 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 blah. And then this is one of two live shows. The second will be in Australia. We'll give you details on that a little bit later. So essentially, he basically confirmed it. Well, there you there go. You go. I was not up to speed on that. So, but to have 100,000 people in Australia, they're going to have yep. to bring out some big names. What, what can yeah. you see to make this work, guys? There's not really that many sort of big caliber names in the WWE today as there was back in 2002. Mm. I'd say maybe Ronda Rousey could be a draw to get uh, quite a few in. But apart from, yeah, Rousey, I'm not really sure who else they could sort of use as their sort of backing, I guess. There is talk that this event in Melbourne could be a pay-per-view as well, which is uh, interesting to turn the global warning. It's, it's almost a hidden gem because it's actually a very, very good show, but it's not on the WWE Network. There's only one match of it that is available on the WWE Network, the main event between Brock, Triple H, and The Rock. And it is located in the WWE Network's hidden gem section, so they know that this is a pretty unique sort of thing. But to give you a bit more information on the uh, 50-man greatest Royal Rumble, the superstars that have been named are John Cena, Triple H, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, Braun Strowman, The New Day, Randy Orton, 
Bray Wyatt and Shinsuke Nakamura, among others. So yeah, that's big a names. handful of names. But uh, you can tell that there's a couple of big ones there, especially if they're thinking of doing it uh, in Saudi Arabia. Oh, most definitely. Well, I guess it's a case of watch this space, JLH. Very much so. Hell yeah, and thing is too, I was chatting to, not to name drop here, but there is a rather prominent sports commentator in Australia by the name of Jared Waitley. I did, I did hear that last <laughs> night, actually. I was about to jump into you and your interviews, but yes, continue. But Jared Waitley, he's a very respected, award-winning sports journalist here in Australia. He spent 13 years playing his trade and sport for the ABC then he moved over to the company that I now work for. And the thing that a lot of people don't know is that he's a massive wrestling fan. And he was actually mentioned on air, watch around WrestleMania because there could be an announcement made then. Oh, there you go. Ooh. Look the hell out. If if we can't trust, trust Jared, who can we trust? <laughs> So there you go, WrestleMania will be hyped up for that one. Well, thank you for that, Amin. And not to name drop either right here, but you are Mr. Pro Wrestling and you have interviewed a bunch of pro wrestlers recently, which is all sorts of awesome, man. And I think this is a good time for you to let us know some of those. Oh, man, it's I've been very, very blessed. Big shout-out to Rowan and the guys at WWE Australia because they're the ones that sort of hooked me up with these interviews. But uh, last year, I did four interviews, which I was pretty, pretty happy with. Uh, over the year, I interviewed Baron Corbin, Seth Rollins, Triple H, and there was one more who escapes me, but I can't remember who that was. Maybe it was just three last year. Oh, no, no, I, I chose to Emma as well, so that was four. Oh, yeah, yeah four superstars that I chose to last year. So I had a little goal this year that I'm like, you know what, this year I'd like to get at least four, you know, try a bit more. And obviously I've been very, very blessed to start off my year talking to Mick Foley and then that was followed up by a chat with Nia Jax, who's the cousin of The Rock and one of the up-and-coming superstars. But then that was followed up by Shawn Michaels. Matt Hardy's been good enough to give me some time. Same with Stephanie McMahon. Triple H even sort of had a chat with me too, again, which was awesome. Rusev, hey, if, you, if you're not already on board for Rusev Love, make sure you listen to my interview with him because he is one of the nicest and funniest guys that you'll ever see in the WWE at the moment. Bailey, who I'm a very big fan of, Nettie, I don't need to tell you that. <laughs> no, you don't. And just recently, I talked to Matt Hardy. I've been very blessed, and uh, they've been very good to give me a bit of their time. Yeah, we need to pop the links up for those ones on the website because yeah, we they do. are all sorts of good too, man, and props to you for that. It's great to hear a, a dude like yourself who you can tell when you're listening to these interviews, you catch them off guard a little bit. They're used to the same generic, boring stuff, and then bam, you're out of nowhere. You, you throw them off, so that's great stuff, man, and we need to pop those up. Hell yeah. It's actually quite funny too because a lot of people have sort of asked me, it's, you know, it's like, like these guys seem to really love Australia. I'm like, well, like I'm pretty sure I'm one of the only guys in Australia. So I want to get our name out there. I want to get these guys down here more often. October, man. That's when it's meant to be, isn't it? Yeah, it's meant to be like the week after the um, AFL yeah, Grand, Grand Final or something. Yeah. Wow, all, all sorts of crazy. We are running out of time, guys, and I had a whole whole lot more to talk about. But well, just let, let's quickly do some rapid fire here, man, because like there are a lot of things I do want to talk about with you. But uh, let's talk. I want to talk to you about something because I know it was put on your list because the NBL finals are heating up. Things are looking really, really cool here in Australia in terms of uh, like we know how good the NBA is. Uh, the Lakers had like a five-game winning streak. 
after the All-Star game, which is pretty awesome. Then Portland decided to ruin that. <laughs> and then next thing you know, the Adelaide 36ers, just 24 hours ago, went and knocked my team, the reigning defending NBL champions, the Perth Wildcats out, by literally, there was a playing card between these two sides. That's how close it was. 88 to 89, it's heartbreaking, but what can you do? But your boys, Nettie, Melbourne United, after all that's said and done, they're at their first ever finals berth. Yeah, that's right, man. And that is exactly what I wanted to talk about real quick. While you were there bopping away to Ed Sheeran last night, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this Perth-Adelaide game. You know, I was a little invested in it, and as much as I love Nims, I say this all the time, sporting teams just not on the same, the same whatever. <laughs> Lakers, no thank you. I'm a Pistons fan who, you went, what did you say, five, six game winning streak? Mm-hmm. I think we're on like a 15 game losing streak, but that's, <laughs> you know, it happens in sport, but that game last night, dude, it was something else. Perth never looked like losing. Mm. I think Perth lost that game, Adelaide didn't win it. Like, they come back from 18 points down, and I couldn't go to bed because I get, you know, they're like four hours in behind us or whatever. Yeah. Midnight last night, I was still awake watching this game. I was like, hell yeah. Uh, Adelaide really deserved that win, and it's going to be a great series kicking off this Friday. No, oh, you're not wrong. And, you know, the cool thing too, man, is what I love about this series is because at the start, I don't know how closely you've been paying attention to the NBL. And to any of our listeners out there, I'm not sure how, how closely you guys follow the NBL, but at the start of the year, it was all Wildcats and New Zealand Brokers. It was Wildcats and New Zealand Brokers. Wildcats yep. and New Zealand Brokers. They were dominating. And then there was a FIBA international basketball break. Once that happened, because going into that, do you remember, Nettie, the Melbourne United got absolutely smashed by the Wildcats at Tyson's Arena, their home base. I think it was like an 88 to 60 loss. Yeah, man, I I most definitely do. And the break has razzed us up a couple of times there as well. Yeah, and then after that break, something happened. And we also saw too, which was really, really, um, um, remember Casper Ware's elbow, elbow injury as well? Oh, that was Casey Prather's, Casey yeah. Prather's and then sorry. a new import came in, and yeah, Felix, he, he was an absolute in. beast. He fit in so well that when Casey Prather was back and ready, they were just like, do we, do we put Casey Prather in, or do we just keep Felix around? And I totally agree with that. I would have actually left the other dude in, but, mm. you know, it, it seems to be working. We are going into the five-game series, which kicks off on Friday night. Adelaide versus Melbourne, and this is some good brand of basketball. And we are H-Town boys, and Mitch Creek from Horsham will be representing Adelaide, so my heart's sort of strong there. Either way, it's going to be. I think it'll be a good series. I think Melbourne will win it, but you know, you just you don't know. know. This is going to be a pretty. This is going to be a clash of the titans too, because uh, someone who else. Uh, one, I, I love at the Adelaide coach Joey Wright. Oh, he's my favourite coach in the NBL. That man is. <laughs> Tech me up! Tech me up! He just... <laughs> yeah, he is awesome. Yeah, uh, and they've got some pretty good names too, like Nathan Sobey, and just they've got a team of superstars too, but let's not forget that Melbourne also have pretty big names in their tank, and a lot of people at the start of the season were very, very critical of United because they're like, oh, they're just a team of superstars, they can't all gel together, blah, blah, blah. When Melbourne clicks, geez, they do very, very well for themselves. I did find it pretty interesting, too, that that Bryce Cotton, the MVP of the entire NBL, he could have got the Wildcats over the line, but unfortunately, he did miss a free throw attempt, which was a little bit annoying 
What I love about Bryce Cotton is he could have gone back to the NBA, but he chose to stay in Perth, and it's kind of paid off a little bit. Well, it hasn't paid off now, but uh, I'm glad to see that all of these imports aren't just here for the dollars. They're literally part of the club. They love playing for it, and I think that's why you're seeing so many Aussies in the NBA because uh, they word got round that we actually have some pretty good domestic basketball down here. Yeah, and I couldn't have said it better there. Poor old Bryce missed that free throw, and that was a very much changing moment in the game last night and it should have been Perth's game and I couldn't agree more on Cotton. He is an absolute superstar and I even like him, Nim, and he's a Perth Wildcat. There you go. <laughs> hey, but like, what, what I'm looking forward to, it's going to be an absolute balls to the wall final series. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait to see Josh Boone and guys like that in action. Melbourne have got a team of superstars. Adelaide have got a team of superstars. Dean Vickerman was named coach of the year in yep. the NBL. Things are just looking on the up, and the best part is too, um, we're getting big crowds. It's not that long ago that the NBL was dying once again. It is great to see that uh, everything's back. We're getting huge crowds. I don't know about ratings numbers, but I know that um, the NBL should be pretty happy with what they're what they're putting out at the moment. Yeah, couldn't agree more. It has been the most successful year on record. Looking forward to next year already, but Melbourne United have got to wrap it up first. And and those two guys that you mentioned there, Casper Ware and Josh Boone, I believe are the key. Chris Golding, he's been very inconsistent this year, so we're going to have to just stick around and, and see what happens. But thank you, Nim, and thank you, Herb, for taking some time out. We have ran out of time. We had a bunch more to talk about, but I guess that if you can fit it into your busy schedule, Jay, we can talk about next time. Oh, well, you know, there's only three repeats of Murder first night during the week, so if you get around it, that'd be great. <laughs> awesome. I do appreciate it, guys. We'll be chatting with Howard Jones from Light the Torch up next. There is a couple of shows coming up. POD heading our way in April. We'll let you know more about that. And also, the same week, Wednesday. Wednesday you, 13th. You mentioned it, Nims. I loved it. The Wednesday the 13th. <laughs> it always makes me laugh, man. Wednesday 13 is heading our way next month as well. Plus, there is a whole bunch more Seether's being announced. We'll talk a little bit more music next time, but stick around. Howard Jones is up next. Hey, what's up? This is Howard from W Know. You're listening to The Underground. Stay underground. Be underground. Live underground. Underground. Catching up with Howard Jones, formerly of Devil You Know, now Light the Torch fame. Ho Joe, how are you, man? Doing good, doing good. Now, it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride for you since you guys released They Bleed Red back in 2015. Can you catch us up to speed with the lineup changes, Ho Joe? We had to fire a drummer, change the name just to uh, keep ourselves sane and be able to work. And we wrote some music and we got a we've got another band going uh, ta-da <laughs> short and quick version I like that very much man just nice and quick but you have appropriately labelled the new album Revival it comes out on March 30th I think it's a fantastic one man can you tell us about the recording process um we basically we didn't have a name or a recording contract and we have been sitting around forever you know wanting to do what we like to do and that's right we just didn't get a chance to do anything so we were without name identity and so we said okay well that's right and so we started writing and we were able to do this without anybody telling us what we needed to sound like or do or what songs were. it was just this was just us and it was an absolute blast to do was that sort of the first time that you've done it like that hojo or have you always had someone in your ear sort of telling you what they want to hear 
it kind of varies. I mean, some of the older stuff, you know, you're you're doing, and you know, when you start off in band, you, you're not getting a lot of direction. You're just kind of mm-hmm. winging it. But you know, as my quote-unquote career has gone, yeah, I've had producers and everything, and then had producer this time. But just the freedom, just all of the. You know, all the melodies, harmonies, all of this, this was just me. I got to let it fly. And we just, we basically just got to do what we wanted to do. And it was, yeah, definitely a different, a different way to do things. Probably will never happen that way again, but it was great. Oh, that's interesting to hear right there. May never happen again. So would you say it would be your best work to date? And how, how does it differ to They Bleed Red and The Beauty of Destruction? I wouldn't say anything of the sort. I don't know. I, <laughs> do it and move on to the next thing. It's different because it's just, it's got a lot more melody in it. Uh, I just kind of played with the ratio of uh, singing and screaming. Just kind of flipped it. Nice. All right, man. Well, Jesse Leach of Kill Switch and Gage, your former band, has come out and praised the new album, which is great to see. What does it mean to you to hear your peers sort of come out and praise it so much? It's awesome. I mean, you know, uh, and that that's kind of the cool thing, too, is that, you know, I didn't ask for that. I didn't even know until, you know, later <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> you, know, you know during some of the interviews I found out more about that stuff <laughs> 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 oh that's what happened oh okay but no I mean you know you want to call it validation or uh, you know or just uh, a nice pat on the head yeah I don't, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool <laughs> did I refer to myself as a puppy that was weird <laughs> 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 Maybe a little bit. Now, just just switching back, you just said that there's a lot more melodies in this one, Hojo. It is very catchy, and I thought you'd like to know. I've been playing it for a week or so now. We're lucky enough to get a bit of an advanced copy, and my 10-year-old daughter has been running around singing the Die Alone chorus. So, very catchy, and you've got her uh, tick of approval as well, man. <laughs> See, I did my job. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, there's nothing like a 10-year-old girl singing metal. It, it soothes the soul. Yeah, well, let's see if I can do that again on the next one. I'm not thinking that far ahead, but uh, now I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hojo, I know you're a big-time fishing fan and just changing things up. What do you think you'd be doing if you weren't doing music apart from fishing? Trying to decide where to go fishing next? <laughs> uh, uh, probably hiking around or something. Oh, as long as I'm outdoors, I'm good. Yeah, nice. You need to be here at the moment. We've got a fishing competition on this weekend, and you can score yourself a car, Hojo. It's uh, right up your alleyway. Oh, uh, that's just wonderful. <laughs> And uh, definitely plan on doing that when when we get there eventually. I don't know when or, but yeah, the last few times I've been there, I've been able to go fishing. This will be no different. Yeah, I remember you saying that last time, man. You said that you were keen to get out here and you're going to come out here a little bit early and fish once again. And and just on that topic, you still don't know when that light the torch tour may be. No, not as of yet. It's all getting all getting worked out right now. Uh, awesome, man. Well, we're definitely looking out for it and looking out for a new video as well, Hojo. What's in the lines for the way of a new Light the Torch video? Oh, that stuff's all good. Basically, everything's kind of rolling out right now, so yeah, there'll be more stuff coming. Nice. And if you were to recommend something to the listeners, Hojo, what would it be? It can be anything, man. We'll, we'll change it up apart from the fishing side of things. Something that you recommend. It can be anything. Hmm. If I could recommend anything. Uh... Get some new shoes. Old shoes are terrible for you. 
Hey, I like that. I'm a big-time shoe guy. There you go. And that's the first time I've ever had that answer to the question. Thank you, Hojo. And I think last time we had you on the show, man, you gave us a tremendous Aussie accent. Do you reckon you can top it? Do you have an Aussie accent in you? <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of something that's worthwhile to say in your beautiful, beautiful accent. Uh, <laughs> I got nothing. I, I, I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm failing on the funny today. Oh man, you've just stepped off a plane. That's all good. All right, Hojo. Well, we're about to. Mate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> it's pretty good, man. All right, Hojo. Right before we go, man, what was the last movie you saw, and was it any good? Well, uh, that's a good question. I really don't know what I saw. It's been yeah, it's been a while. Yep. Um, uh. I've uh, been definitely thinking about checking out that P.T. Barnum movie. Was it The Greatest Showman? Yeah. That's the business right there. <laughs> All right, awesome stuff, Hojo. You got a recommendation there. Get some new shoes. Check out that movie. But definitely, if you do one thing, be sure to check out this album. It is the brand new album from Light the Torch. It's called Revival. It is out March 30 and nothing short of magnificent. Thanks so much for joining us, Hojo. We really appreciate it, man. Ah, uh, no problem, man.